we're back for another episode of Hard Not Life, dedicated to the new core of hip-hop today, the business, the brand, and the balance between authenticity and entertainment. And of course, we recorded one of the most authentic spots in New York City. Shout out to Fresh Static, home of Classic Material, New York. Authentic! On Grand Street in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. Shout out to the OG Carlos for hosting us here and giving us the space. And for all the classic material wear, I now have a shirt, a hat, and I got a beanie. Is nice. it a beanie? What's the what's the New York? What's the term? It's not a toboggan. That's I would like say Scully. Scully. Okay. Scully's my right. go-to. I got a, a dead president's classic material of New York, Scully. So thank you, Carlos, yeah. for the gear. Besides talking about our classic material wares, break down the deals in the real, the bars in the beef. We are connecting the echoes of the past with the news of the present and with the predictions of the future. Yes. Somebody asked me why uh, I introduced the podcast over and over. It's because you could actually run into uh, one episode of Hard Not Life. Uh, usually it's a random topic that we've decided that's pertinent to the culture or the community. And... It's the first time you're hearing it, and we want to make sure that you're aware of what we are about here. It's about the content of the show and, and what we are discussing and debating. But I'm your host and moderator, Saul Goodman, also known as the Lion of bed Would my co-hosts like to introduce themselves? Hello, I am ZK Marco, New Jersey's juggernaut. I'm also a Goku <laughs> truther. Goku is trash and is a terrible protagonist. Okay, I, I I have more of an issue with the fact that he's an absent father. That's why that's what makes him a terrible protagonist. He's an absentee father. He almost got the universe destroyed because he wanted to fight. And also, the story of Dragon Ball Z would be so much better if Goku died and they just focused on everybody else. <laughs> that's fair. Word. That's Goku fair. truther here. Hashtag Goku truther. Okay, well we've we've uh, danced around this for a while. This uh, guy has been a guest for probably as many episodes as Kane here. <laughs> I resent that I've missed one. Three. Epi- oh, three episodes. Yeah, Maybe. I was. You know, your, your boy had to get his passport stamped a couple times. You know, you know. All right. All I right. hate trying to be like Marv. True, true, true. <laughs> worldwide, worldwide modern Marvel. But uh, would my newest co-host like to introduce himself? Thank you very much. My name is Michael Pratt. I'm officially a host of the Hard Knock Life podcast. Very happy to be here. Very honored that you would have me on time, time, and time again. And uh, y'all get this Lion King Lifetime movie out of here what wait what <laughs> live action lifetime lion king movie that's coming with beyonce and donald glover and idris elba and <clears throat> d-ray and trevor noah idris elba is in this one as well no i'm no, naming black you stars just, hold up this isn't a Tyler Perry movie, fam. Like, no, no, no. It's wait, black don't excellence don't up and down. Films either. But this Avatar looking no, Lion King they've got. That man okay. has got, has got Shit looks like it was directed mad by. jobs for, for okay, black Okay, okay, hold up. On the list of things that I respect but I will not acknowledge, 
Ja Rule, Tyler Perry. Yo, you're not going to... No, no. That's all I'm saying. No, you're not going to rehash this this okay, argument right. about Ja Rule. You know what? You're right. I'm not going to hide Tyler Perry from the world. I'm going to hide the world from Tyler Perry. Mm. Dude, and now you bring it back <laughs> to the Drake book? All right, anyway. We we actually try to, to create topics that are, are timeless. They are long time conversations evergreen true about uh the culture and the community of hip-hop but it's the end of the year and we do want to take this time to reflect on 2018 and what the culture has produced within this year and how we feel about it and what we have potentially learned from it and that is the topic for this episode what did you learn from 2018 or what did you learn in 2018 so i learned a bunch of things the one big thing <laughs> that i learned in 2018 is that oh. hip-hop is as socially conscious now as it as it has ever been as a whole my explanation for that comes from many different things we can look at the actual music we can look at songs like this is america from childish Shambino. we can look at kod by j cole um, we can even look at the idea of expressing and being vulnerable about a relationship with with the Carter's album. Um, and then beyond that, we can look outside of just the music of hip hop. We can look at conversations that we're having now that we didn't have before, um, how the Me Too movement has impacted hip hop. Like your boy Russell Simmons is still hiding out in, in an island somewhere to avoid prosecution or whatever he's trying to avoid at this point. L.A. Reid. You can... <laughs> <laughs> You can look at the fact that we're having conversations about should we support artists that are violent to women or artists that are transphobic or homophobic. And these are conversations that we would never have had. Like Nas has a famously homophobic line in on his first album. But nowadays people would be like, yo, is, th is that OK? So I would like to just point out that hip hop is being very mindful of and reflecting of the changing in the zeitgeist that's happening in the country. That's great. <laughs> All right. I thought okay. you, said, you said you had a bunch. Oh, other things that I learned? The not-so-serious ones? One, that rap beef is awesome and white-on-white -white crime is amazing. So, very happy. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm sorry. The Eminem, MGK, g Easy triumvirate of... Disses was fucking amazing and made my day. The Drake and Pusha T beef, everyone here knows that that made me so happy. Um, Are you gonna cry? Yo, nah. But beef is amazing. Um, you can man, cry here. It's a safe space. Shouts to beef. I could. Yo, beef, right? Um, what's beef? We had a whole episode. We on had it. a it was whole amazing. episode on that. Uh, <laughs> Check it out. Where it featured Dallas Penn. Plug. The other thing that I learned, too, is that old man rap is a thing, and old man rap can win. Uh, Jay-Z, old man rap. Uh, Lil Wayne at this point, old man rap. Um, Styles put out Are two dope albums, old man rap. Yes, Lil Wayne. Mm -mm. That's a, Aging in hip-hop. Yeah, aging in hip-hop is a thing that can happen now. Like, Melly Mel didn't age. Big Daddy Kane is ageless, but didn't age, still can't have a hit after the fact. But you can do it in your 40s now, gentlemen. Nas did it, Jay did it, Eminem did it. This is a thing. Black Thought did it. Mm. It's fucking amazing. Mm. And so 
Old man rap is a thing. Right. What I learned is that the mob mentality is probably more strong now than ever. And the mob is more so encouraged by like a game of Simon Says at this point than anything true to themselves. I mean, that's probably how it's always been because it's the mob. So they're just following some leader, some group think. But right now we're at this time where literally Drake could drop a song tomorrow that says, yo, fuck Kanye West and everybody who love him. And everybody's going to say, yeah, fuck Kanye West, because we're already kind of that way anyway, because we've been on this Simon Says thing with him. He's been saying, hey, hate me. And so we've been saying, okay, we'll hate you. And then Kanye could drop a song the next day saying, nah, fuck Drake and everybody who love him. And everybody'd be like, yeah, you know what? Drake sucks. We're really, really, really fickle, probably mostly because of the internet. And we jump on and we read stuff. And that's how we kind of take in and, and formulate our own opinion. And we just regurgitate that. And it fuels the fire, fuels the, uh, the mob mentality that's already there. And I just don't know if we've ever seen it so apparent, so present. Thinking of what both of y'all brought up. Kane, you saying that hip-hop is more socially conscious or socially aware. And Pratt, with you saying that it, it might be a, a mob mentality. Uh, are those two ideas clashing with each other are they clashing with each other no yeah because one feeds into the other right because if social if social awareness is in is the trend yeah then you might hear it more in you named the mainstream cats you named the biggest cats exactly these little kids who we fear aren't getting the message would kind of go against your argument you know what I mean? Saying that we're socially aware. We are socially aware. We're aware that everybody's different and we're accepting of everyone's differences. And we're learning about how to be more accepting of those differences. But these kids wouldn't lead you to believe that they're thinking about anything progressive. You have to get that message from a Cole or from a Donald Glover. Like, as a whole, I would disagree. Just You just got to look at the Parkland students and think about how young they are. And they started a whole movement. But then we take it on a smaller level when we just look at it on a micro level when we look at it, hip-hop um one conversation that younger rappers are having that other people didn't have was the com- was the idea of depression and dealing with it and how to like figure that out and there's also now a drug conversation being had if not by the artists themselves but by their fans mm. and that we can see because of the overdoses of Lil Xan no, 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 not Lil Xan. Not Lil Xan? No, no, Lil Peep. Sorry, sorry, of Lil Peep. So, like, the two conversations I think they're having is one where, like, where's this drug use that we've been glorifying for the past five years taking us, and why are we still doing this dumb shit? And two, the mental health thing where it's like it's you're able to talk about being depressed, what depression does to you, where you are when you are depressed, how do I get out of this depression? And that's something that was kind of started, like, not started, but... You saw a little bit of it with like Kid Cudi and the likes of that, but now like all of these cats, like all of the all of the little Uzi verts, like all them cats, they talk about it all the time. It's like I'm heartbroken, I'm sad, I don't want to kill myself, or like I'm out here being a star for y'all, but y'all just waiting for me to die, you know. And and I and I would agree, and I'd much rather that conversation than, hey, let's all go get the blicky with the sticky on, right? So I'm with you on that. But again, if we're gonna talk about mob mentality. 
it's if Kanye says I'm bipolar, they say, no, you're not. You're using it for your own. You ain't, you know, you said you're off your meds. That's disrespectful to people with mental health. So it is a great conversation for people to have. But it's also if your favorite artist is coming out and saying, hey, I deal with anxiety. A lot of people deal with being anxious. You know what I mean? Like anybody can, if I go, if I want to go and get a marijuana prescription in a, yeah. a place where I can do that, telling them that I deal with anxiety and have trouble sleeping is going to get me a prescription. You understand? But I think, or a card, whatever it might be. I think that's kind of a good thing right now. Like that's it's the, great. It's like, like I said, I'd rather that than than hey, go join a gang conversation. Yeah, the fact that the conversation is happening now, it was not happening ten years ago. No, it was not happening seven six years ago no just wasn't happening darren story you had a comment you wanted to make yeah so um something that i was thinking about is i feel like hip-hop has always been a form of protest a form of activism ever since inception of hip-hop right and i think that like Fuck it's the just, police it's just evolved and because music is about storytelling this time, you know, this current generation is telling a different story than maybe the previous generations. And maybe there was like a period of time where we were, you know, successful. Maybe we weren't, maybe we were asleep as a culture. And so it felt like people weren't really talking about things that needed to be discussed. But now I feel like it's happening. And then the other point that I wanted to make is that if you look at music just in general, I feel like if you think about music before Bob Dylan and after Bob Dylan, right? Like I'm not a Bob Dylan fan. What, did you go to the show last night or something? But he like, he wrote about music in a way that wasn't being written prior to when he was around. Music was just kind of like very different. And it wasn't as emotional. It wasn't as real as it was maybe after, you know, the advent of these of these songwriters. I I agree. I, I think that in times like these, the music reflects revolution and unrest and we need to do better. And I think what's great about the hip hop culture and the way that they have taken that this time is that they've turned it inward and they've said, what can we do? We need to take care of ourselves because they're not going to take care of us out here, clearly. Uh, but, you know, if we go back to like when 9-11 happened, I mean, we get Where's the Love and we get, you know, a lot of meaningful music war any of these types of times have, have brought out some of the best music so you get a bob dylan during that time period uh the beatles you know things like that i just want to point out that is the first time anyone has ever called where's the love a meaningful song keep going well i'm just saying that, that we that we reacted with a melody yeah. you know what i mean like yeah. we needed something to kind of like help us you know and yeah so marvin gay is is the, the you know it's solid i mean you can't can't lose yeah so with, with is this it, is again it weird that i really associate sorry please is, this, is it weird that i really associate new york's response to 9-11 with um dip sets we built this city i was about to say home of the <laughs> twin towers that's what i was I'm thinking the place of the fallen towers i was gonna say i was gonna say the blueprint but i didn't yeah. think that oh, like yeah. welcome to new york city but i think that the reason yes. we haven't heard it in in the past decade is that we have been and the country has been and that's what we're seeing i mean everybody's waking up quote unquote against obama or the administration or just the, the the hindsight now is that wow he really pacified us that administration really did a good job of keeping us calm you know and and whether things were good or not we didn't know any better and we thought that they were great because everything seemed cool he wasn't coming on the on the tv every day telling us to go suck his dick um was it firing off fire tweets at yeah so there, so there was nothing in the music especially hip-hop that was going to be like yo fuck obama you know what i mean like that wasn't unless unless you were diddy excuse me but um so anyway so he uh 
so yeah, so that that's that's I think that's especially why you're seeing this now is it's like hold on, wait a minute, we're gonna we're gonna rally the the troops, uh, so to speak. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if I don't know if Milton wants to ignore that shade, but we can just we can just keep it moving. I just don't have context for that. What <laughs> about Diddy? Oh, Diddy Diddy has retracted his statements, but at one point he was outspoken uh, about not feeling like. And, I, and I've heard other people express this sentiment that they didn't feel like they got their just due with Obama in office. They felt like he was supposed to do more for the culture, for the community, etc. He's not the only one to have said that. I didn't mean to put Puff on blast, but, and, and, and I mean, God forbid. I'm aware that, that Diddy did say that, and other people have said things akin to that, either, well, throughout the course of uh, Obama's time in the national spotlight. Well, yeah, I mean... I, I guess I understand the sentiment, but he is the president of everybody, not of just black people. So, word. You know. It's like if y'all really was real about this reparations. Well, it wasn't necessarily sorry. Uh, an opportunity yeah, to come out and point. defend. You know, it, that wasn't the purpose of it. I was yeah, yeah. I was just I, I, bringing up why we didn't get that music before. No one was unhappy with Obama in office. No, I, well, and I so agree. now. And, and what everybody's I like is that it's not was black and everybody's Lambo was blue. And, and again, what I like is that it's constructive conversation, not, I, you know, everybody appreciated the initial uh, sentiment of, of YG's, you know, FDT. But I'm glad, again, that like some of the real leaders are, are taking control and saying, like, you know, work on your mind, work on your body. Health is wealth, these types of things, rather than, yo, you know, I mean, there is also money talk, but mm-hmm. it's about like set it aside because you don't know when it's going to go. So, yo, when you see cats like T.I. making an album like Us or Else, which you referenced here on the show before, mm-hmm. like that's a commercial artist really being like, I need to make an, a complete body of work, and I need to get rappers that you're not used to talking about social, political things to talk about that. That's what he did, and that's what got triggered in the past two years. When you look at somebody like Vic Mensa, which has an album which is free as long as you register to vote, and on that album, he's talking about police brutality and he's talking about socio-political things. Like, you can see hip-hop uh, taking notice. Now, is it the same thing as Chuck D and Public Enemy? Is it the same thing as constantly having Tribe Call Quest, De La Soul, and, I don't know, Black Star on the radio in rotation? It might not be. But at the same time, we're getting people like French Montana and Meek Mills who talk about mostly, like, Lambos and, like, fine hoes. Lambo. No one's a hoes. But... They're also talking about mass incarceration and, mass trying incarceration. To, and try to work on fixing that. And then you have people like David Banner, who's out here giving keynote addresses at different colleges. Like hip hop as a whole is trying to stand up and take their place in these conversations. So, yeah, in 2018, I think it's very apparent that people are taking these seriously and what i learned in 2018 is that hip-hop is taking socio-political ideas and going with the uh, not going with the flow but are exhibiting the same ideas and same ideals that we as a country are trying to exhibit on themselves whether it be someone like all right we're gonna expose russell simmons someone who is like nigh untouchable and is like the pinnacle of what people would say like being successful in hip-hop would be and we're like nah we're not tolerating it he out the paint um has anyone rapped about that not a word mm. has anyone rapped about it no yeah kanye about, so, Rus- about yeah, russell russell got me too oh, no, not in a neg- negative way could... but he rapped about it I'm just saying. Like... evidence that i still not listened to a kanye west record in 2018 
Russell Simmons want to pray for me too. I'm gonna pray for him because he got me too. Fun. Oh, I think <laughs> thinking what if that happened to me too? Yeah. Now I'm on E News. And even yo, okay. even he didn't Kanye. That. That's definitely Saha. I think that's partisan. Yo, oh yeah. I think it's Early. partisan Fontaine. Um, <laughs> what is that partisan Fontaine? <laughs> but yo, even even Kanye, right? Kanye chose a side, a side that a lot of people didn't agree with, but a side and like. And to your, to your yes. point with Russell, Kanye, and even Takashi, I do like that now that we're all in this holier-than-thou environment where everyone's going to get canceled if you're called out in public, any wrongdoing, no one's standing behind, right? Like you said, Russell had to go hide because nobody was like, hey, it's Russell Simmons. Like, not anymore. Like, now we just can't even... People are just going to get you out of the paint immediately. And you might be able to come back, but we just got to get you out of here for what? now. So with Takashi, no one's standing behind him and being like, yo, you know what? Like, that's my guy. Like, da 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 Like, everyone's pretty much like, nope, that was stupid. Get out. Envy standing behind him. Hmm? DJ Envy. Oh, Envy standing behind him? Do we need Envy to stand behind anybody? Or would he? The, no, whoa. He's no, part of the Casey crew guy. Well, he no. does get the strap. No, you <laughs> It wasn't me. It wasn't me. I don't want to mess with the Casey crew. No, I don't want to mess with the CCs. <laughs> oh, man. Yep, that's getting edited out. That was amazing. <laughs> no, it's, unfortunately, it's not. Leave yeah. it in. Shouldn't we shouldn't edit out any smoke. So when we're talking about this cancel culture and we're talking about Sakashi, there have been a lot of cats where allegations that your favorite rappers have had in the 90s and the 2000s where we just brushed over as a dj i, I asked myself whether or not i should even play these people and this is a conversation i would not have had five years ago you feel me you like, should though when it comes to i should have but, but i did it it's but, back to uh-huh. the mob mentality because yeah. it's popular to jump on somebody. It's more fun to get your even half of the half of the Twitter outrage you see or the half of the Twitter cancellation you see is people getting their jokes off. But everyone wants to get their take off. Pause. Or yeah. No, 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 no pun intended. But no amigos. Uh thank you. Yeah. But it's it's more so like groupthink. It's like, oh, we're getting this guy out here. Oh yeah, let me get in there and get on him. It's that also it's oh, I can talk about this dude now. I I've been holding all this heat. And now I'm now a, it's I'm a, popular to hate. Yeah, I'm a but le- it's mob. I'm a de- shot, shot but it's, it's the yeah, it's the trend. I agree. So offset your point though. Hashtag is it that whomever, no amigos. <laughs> but is it is it people hating on someone and waiting for an opportunity to hate, or is it people becoming more educated in what's wrong in society? No, like not always. Not always. So? There's there's people sure who are like would, ah, but then there are others who are just like they sit on there and wait. They wait for the 9.30 news cycle to hit so that they can be like, oh, today's the day we're getting this guy out here. All right, let me get my tweets but, warmed up. All right, but so here's, here's oh, my that's thing. That's what I do. Here's my thing. So I would, say, I would say this. Just look at Russell Simmons, right? Russell Simmons is acting with impunity or acting with impunity not because he was like, well, part of it is probably because I'm Russell Simmons, you ain't going to say shit. But another part of it was like, nah, this is just how shit happens. And now today we're like, no, this is not okay. And we're going to call you out on it. So and it's also like, all right, when a Kodak Black gets called out for beating his wife, when Sheck West gets put on blast for possibly domestic abuse on somebody from fucking loving hip hop, when uh, Takashi 69 best case scenario, friends with a pedophile. Worst case scenario is a pedophile. Like, these are all things that back in the day, they'd be like, oh, they had a court case, shit got canceled, he coming out with a new... A new song, and he's gonna be at the tunnel. Right? So, 
Now it's just like, no, this is the court case. These are things that are unacceptable. You want to shoot somebody and sell drugs? Cool. You beating women? You're out here causing motherfuckers to overdose? Not cool. I, These are just the minds that have been drawn now. I think what 2018 has probably taught me more than anything is that everyone is human. So like before all these people who were like untouchable and seemed like just above all any type of reproach or they were perfect or whatever it may have been, a lot of those people have been brought down to Twitter fodder level. Like the fact that we even feel comfortable enough to talk about Russell Simmons in this capacity yeah. shows how how much he's been reduced just by the simple by all these by all these stories or allegations that are against him now like like making the comment about puff like that's not somebody that's necessarily gotten out of here that we've had to cancel but all of that the social media shit has has made everyone right there and you're you're not above being talked about yeah i i would actually want to interject there because and i agree with you on that point i we brought up previously when we were talking about kanye west whether or not he was a troll and i brought up the the fact that we have talked about people like Kanye. Everybody still talks about people like an, an artist like a Beyonce as larger than life. And at their root, they are human. I think that the internet has definitely kind of brought a lot of people down to size. But I think it's also inflated a lot of egos. The way that we talk about these people now is kind of unheard of. Um, we would at least have respected a lot of these people and their achievements, even for their their human faults. Now, I'm not excusing any kind of uh, like sexual assault. Everything else in hip hop has really kind of been fair game, unfortunately. But the idea of everybody being in this together has really kind of been brought out by the Internet. The Internet and that has fueled this mob mentality. Again, we feel comforted in in the numbers so we know that we're on the majority when we speak against the person that's currently being publicly shamed. So we feel like we can add to it because nobody's going to come for us and show up here next week and be like, hey, we heard what you said about Russell Simmons. They're going to be like, oh, yeah, facts. I will say, though, that I, a lot of people who were at the, I guess you would say, the forefront of that this cancel culture, the those folks, the, I guess you could say, though, like social justice Twitter, warriors. Social, I hate social justice warriors, but like that woke Twitter type they've been on the wrong end of the those kind of attacks recently when the everybody found out who was who has been curating the hip-hop exhibit at the national museum for african-american history and culture for the last eight years uh, a lot of people all of a sudden had jumped <clears throat> to that defense without really understanding why people were upset and without having visited nobody's even been nobody plans on going it was just something again mob mentality it was something to get outraged about on the day and you open up your timeline and oh here's what we're but doing that today. wasn't all actually right. where the outrage started from the, it was a, a, it was a question and obviously there were those people who do jump on that bandwagon what happened was is that there was an opportunity for dialogue there but there was a lot of classist comments that were made about the people who did raise that issue. Yeah, let's talk about the fact that nobody's doing their due diligence. But we can also talk about the fact that the National Museum should have been a little bit more sensitive about that, that fact. I mean, it is for African-American history and culture. And there is a history of white people pretty much usurping the culture from black people. But that kind of got mixed up in the fact that a lot of mudslinging started. Right. Instead of dialogue. There's no logic. And there were a lot of people who have been at the forefront of cancel culture that were canceled. Right. That we So, again, 
in hip hop, the conversation about mental health and everything that's been, you know, going on that you talked about in the beginning of the episode, saying yeah. that you're glad that these people are, are having this conversation, I agree. And there's probably a percentage of people that are tuned in and they're hearing the messages, they're hearing what J. Cole's saying on his album, and they're not saying, shut up, J. Cole, I'm going to hit this blunt. They're saying, oh man, maybe I should pick up meditation. And right? then hit this blunt. And then hit this blunt, right, because yeah. i got to get mine. But uh, completely lost it, completely lost my point. No, where I was think I going? You, your point was hit the blunt. Yeah, I hit the blunt, and then what happened? <laughs> but no, are you trying to say that there, like, there are large people, there are a large amount of people that are hopping in that are not here for this constructive conversation. They're here for the jokes, the, the memes, yeah. for the likes and the follows, and for the clout. Oh God! One thing I learned this year is that clout is fucking despicable. Like the idea of changing a word that Cloudy has actual with a meaning balls. for it to be nothing now and for it to be derogatory really annoys me but i think they're in, in, especially in that situation um the internet is the internet and that might be a little bit separate from hip-hop the internet reacts a certain way to everything there are a bunch of trash people that say a bunch of trash things while there are other people trying to have an actual dialogue about it hip-hop is no different in that way what i will also say is that the shit works in the opposite direction like why are we still talking about triple x x tentacion we have video and audio, not video, we have audio now of him talking about abusing his girlfriend and Catcher still out here play sad. Like, he's a rap. And people are like, is he a legend? And it was like, would you have said that if he was still alive? He's allegedly a legend. <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, on that point, I wanted, I actually didn't offer what I learned. And maybe this can be a, a final point as well. What I learned is... That content is king, and the idea of having conversations about XXS Tentacion and whether or not he's a legend is clickbait, and all the conversations about beef, and then the responses, and then the conversations about the people who are having conversations about what's going on. I think all of this is just for clout, can be for clout, could be you know, a way for people to monetize on the culture as well. But yeah. I think just getting out the a statement, a hot take, a viral a viral tweet or video is the game in 2018. I, I agree. I would encourage our listeners, I won't go into all the, the history of it, but I would encourage our listeners, if you don't know, to Google who is responsible for creating the term East versus West because it was not Tupac, nor was it Biggie. That'll answer every question that just was brought up by, uh, by Lion Vibe. Vibe magazine okay, cool. started, the, the, <laughs> like, started the East versus West. They coined that term, and they put Biggie and Pac on the cover, and when they did that, Quincy Jones said in a limousine one night, those two boys are going to end up dead. He's like, I'm going to put them on this cover. He's like, but they're going to end up dead. He's like, they're going to kill each other. But anyways, it's nothing new. And we see it time and time again. We saw it work all the way to get Triple X killed. We saw it work all the way to get Takashi locked up. Media loves drama. They got nothing else to do but talk about this shit. So if you give them stuff to talk about, they're going to talk about it. Whether it's good, whether it's bad. This is how it's been running. So, uh, final thoughts. Those were them. Uh, yeah. Oh, gotcha, uh, yeah. I mean, final thoughts. Um... Yay for hip-hop being socially conscious. Yay for hip-hop beef. Yay for white and white crime. Um, yay for old man rap. And yeah, man. And oh, make sure to pay your taxes. That's it. Fuck. 
Just pay your taxes. That's so important. When is that again? What? All of us don't have as much white privilege as you do, Milton. My lord. (laughs) (laughs) And any of our guests, would any of our guests like to offer anything? I don't know if I've learned anything. All right. However, I greatly appreciated the uh, diversity of rap this year at kind of the mainstream level. Yes. Yeah. True. There's been a lot of good projects that have had a lot of success, and that that's that hasn't really been well. It's been more of a thing in recent years, but it's like a thing more so now. It's funny how all the music had to leave. Sorry, all the money had to leave the music industry for the integrity to come back. Integrity. That's funny. That's what I said. I'm sorry. I mumble. But yeah. No, I'm just it's, it's just talking about integrity and <laughs> in anything of that we we're bringing up right now. That's kind of funny. I learned that the integrity is... Saul will add some some laughter into the post, I'm sure. Integrity <laughs> 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 like pays bills. Look at TDE. I know I, keep, I always use them, but like... Can't TDE. do numbers like the roots. Facts. It was a whole line. Oh. Can't do numbers like the roots. I mean... He also wanted to rhyme like common sense. Oh, well, I bet he yeah, wishes he, he could have made million. his 444 a little more streams of thought volume two, but that's a different podcast. Look, he's trying to or save like his marriage. It. Okay, look... I also learned that we're never going to get Hove back because he's going to be, and I'm stealing this line from Milton, he's going to be apologizing to Beyonce for seven summers. (laughs) (laughs) All right. is the first summer. And on on that note, we are encouraging anyone to offer their own opinion. Let us know what they learned in 2018. Uh, you can check us out on any of our social media, Instagram and Twitter at HKL Podcast. Certainly check out the wares that Pratt has copped at ClassicMaterialNY.com. And as always, we know y'all got to live this hard in our life, but we hope y'all make it look easy. Until next time. Peace.